0: The Edmonton Oilers have advanced to the Western Conference Final. They win last night, Connor McDavid in overtime. 5-4, they vanquished the Calgary Flames in five games. Who would have thunk it when Edmonton lost game one, 9-6? Oilers now for the ninth consecutive season is brought to you by Digitex. Digitex Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. I know that Hugh Porter is a huge fan of both Grant Fear and Glenn Anderson from back in the day. We are going to tell you that Japanese village is open to serve you to any one of their five Edmonton and area locations since featuring... Japanese A5 Wagyu. Visit jvebbington.ca. Tell Don and his staff that orders now sent you. As we head off to the River Cree Resort and Casino hotline, the River Cree Resort and Casino Excitement Bet on It, we are pleased to be joined uh, for Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction service, electrical prefabrication solar. A man who uh, maybe initially was pumping up the Battle of Alberta. I don't know if he had to do it once it got going. We welcome back to the show from ESPN and the NHL Network, Kevin Weeks. Hello, Kevin. How you doing? Doing? I'm great. Stop. How
1: are you doing, man? Everything is good. What about you? <laughs> what do you think? I'm p- I think it was awesome. It, it was. It was everything. Everything we could have wanted and more. Certainly in terms of entertainment and just historical performances and the compelling nature, the, the thrills, the ups, the downs, the roller coaster ride, a little bit of physicality too. I think the Battle of Alberta lived up to the hype and exceeded the hype and I'm super pumped to see that it did. It was an
0: awesome series. Kevin, yesterday I was watching a clip uh, from uh, ESPN. They're around the Horn Show where they grabbed the four different writers for different perspectives, and uh, most of the talk was around basketball. Then they switched to the, the NHL playoffs, and one of the writers said, the Battle of Alberta is the series the NBA wishes that they had. I guess that kind of speaks yeah. volumes, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, it totally does. I was on yesterday too on outside the lines on ESPN earlier. I think I sent you the clip on yeah. text, but just talking about the battle and of course, and in, in putting into context, what Connor has done and what he's doing and clearly what Leon's doing as well. But as far as this battle, you know, again, I've, I've never played in it, but I've got a lot of buddies that have it do. And as you heard me say on the show, I've got family all throughout Alberta, so, uh, my phone, put it this way, my phone was lighting up with a lot of tech, more so from, from people that I know, from family and friends out there, than even from people in the business. I can put it to you that way. It was awesome. What a series, what Connor and Leon did, what Evander Kane has done, what Mike Smith is doing at his age. I remember one of the last times we spoke, I was in Florida. I had the, I had the Panthers game against Washington, and I remember it for years and I remember telling you, because I remember I was literally at the parking lot at the Walgreens. And I remember you were saying that one of the fans was like, "Ah, well, Duncan Keith, blah blah." blah. I'm like, "No, man. Like that. There's value, and there's a lot of value in what he's done, and what he knows, and how he how he can help this young group. And quite frankly, I think that a lot of that wisdom, coupled with Connor's and Leon's will, and Evander, and, and everything else, it all just is this perfect alchemy for, as you said at the top of the show, for the Oilers to vanquish their in province rivals. In which was one of the best series in the world of professional sports right
0: now. Uh, I want to talk about the goaltending thing. Dwayne Rolson, 41 years of age, uh, you know, yeah, late, late 30s off the charts against uh, 931 save percentage before the Stanley Cup final back in 06. And Mike Smith was at 931 yes. before last night. And they both fought late in their career, and I called them alley cats because, you know, they're hungry and they're fighting for the scraps and they get over things quickly. They don't they don't let it suck the life out of them and destroy them mentally. I mean, think of the goal he gave up in game four from another area code. And to be able to yeah. battle back from that. You played that position. How hard is it for him to do what he's
1: doing at his age? That's incredible. That What he's doing at his age is mind-boggling, honestly. And it's just the demands on the body, the demands on the spirit, the demands on your energy, on your psyche. It's, you know, it's a 365-day-a-year, 24-7 business. And for those of us that really take it that seriously, you live and die with feeling like anyway, with every play, with every save, with every penalty kill, every power play, every puck touch behind the net every shot that comes against you and and to his credit the fact that Mike Smith is still playing and playing at this level and to your point was able to overcome a ton of adversity but on on that one goal that he let in from Leduc, I think they shot that one from Leduc or from Brooks (laughs) and it made it all the way uh, in past him but his his ability to bounce back from that is amazing I I marvel at that I I give him so much credit and the fact that he's still playing like put it this way I was with Chris Chelios last night and Steve Levy on SEPRI-ESPN Network, for ESPN, excuse me. And even, like, uh, I was saying to Chelly, I'm like, Chelly, the fact that Smitty's playing, and you know how long Chris has played. <laughs> you know Chris Shelley has played 195 years in the NHL, right? <laughs> you know that. I'm working around, but you know... He, he played a long time, longer. 48. Played till 48. 48 years young. And the fact that Smitty is still playing as a goalie, playing out West with the travel... It's incredible. So even Shelley was saying last night, he's like, yeah, we. this is, this is unbelievable what that guy, Mike Smith, is doing. So, uh, yeah, he's it's, – it's so impressive to watch. you got to really tip your hat to Mike Smith. And, you know, I'll take the listeners inside something. So I remember – I don't know if I told you this, but it was the year right before COVID hit, and you would have known the oil was at the Garden playing in New York here. And I remember being in the room after the game and talking to Mike Smith and him saying, you know, we see things are changing around here. We're going to change things around here, man. We're going to change this. Things are changing. The culture is changing. And I remember speaking to Wayne Gretzky in the middle of the dressing room. And just being from that point just a couple of years ago, but what they've got to now is, uh, is beyond impressive. And there's a ton of people that deserve a lot of credit there, as you know. I, I often say this, and I was the one to break it, so I'm going to echo this now. The Evander Kane acquisition might have been the masterstroke of genius in all the moves this, this current NHL year. It really might be. It was so brilliant. It was bold. But Kenny had a lot of players that he was able to rejuvenate their career, to resuscitate them or extend them. This is not the first time with Evander. Certainly, Kenny did that in Detroit for a lot of different players, both stars and other players. And that was an incredible move for the Oil. It gave them a different dimension. Zach Hyman, amazing move. And, and here they are right now. So I'm, I tip my hat to everybody in their group right now. It's not easy to win in the National Hockey League. I think stop. everybody can say, especially in the province, overall from a consistency basis, the Flames were the better team in, in, the, in the regular season in terms of consistency and their identity. They had 11 combined shutouts. And for the oil to evolve the way they have through know, different points of the year, and my man, Jay Woodcroft, behind the bench, they've done an awesome job. I tip my hat to them, men.
0: Well, Calgary has the third-best defensive team in the regular season, 2.51 goals against per game. The Oilers scored 25 goals in five games. You don't have to be oh, a rocket scientist that. to figure out the math. Uh, Jacob Markstrom, Jay Woodcroft, you talk about Jay Woodcroft. The, the, he did the subtlest thing. He was being asked about oh, I saw Sm- that. He was being asked about Smith. And Speck, who's coming up at 135, was, you know, oh, Mike Smith, here we go. You know, he started 10 straight games or whatever. Are we seeing some fatigue? And uh, Jay goes, well, you know, he's he's just getting up. Like, he you know, 28 games in the regular season. He's he's now where he wants to be. You know, it's not like he's played 63 games. I remember Jason Gregor tapped me on the shoulder. He goes, did Markstrom play 63 games? And I'm thinking, <laughs> exactly. I'm thinking Jace, you're pretty smart. Like, you know what? Because sure enough, and I want to ask you about Markstrom. In the series, yeah. 852 save percentage in the series against the Oilers. Vince Lombardi once said, Kevin, fatigue makes cowards of us all Uh harsh yeah. comment. But do you think maybe the flames ran marks from too much? A 32 year old goaltender with travel in the Western conference, 63 appearances in the regular season.
1: Yeah, I can tell you, I played 66 being in the Southeast and 61 um, north of 50, a couple other times. It's a, it's a grind in doing that, but you you nailed it. and, you know, a lot of you that are out there, you don't necessarily think that, in terms of the travel, that it may the toll that it may take, because a lot of the players don't complain about it. But in it, it, order to staff, but it is a grind. There's no question. That's an added dimension. It's a reality, because you don't get to sleep in your bed on as many nights for games. As certainly, geographically, where I am now, you know, 15 minutes to Madison Square Garden, 15 minutes to Prudential Center. Long Island. That's a ball toss, <laughs> depending, and Philly's about an hour and ten minutes down the turnpike. So you're nothing. in your bed a lot more. Yeah, exactly. You're in your you're in your bed a lot more, and you get better recovery. But yeah, you make a a point there, Stass. I think as I watched Markstrom for such a big, powerful man, and we always talk about how big and powerful Smitty is. Well, uh, you've seen them both up close. You know that they're both specimens. Markstrom's maybe even a little taller than Smitty, but he was starting to let in goals that were uncharacteristic marked from of uh, what he's been able to, to do this year. And certainly of what you saw him do in van uh, in, in this series specifically, but I'd say in the, there's just some squeaky ones that were going through his arm and body. He wasn't pushing as hard. He wasn't stopping as hard. He wasn't as square. And, you know, he's had such an amazing year. He led the league in shutouts with nine, but yeah, it might be something that, that Daryl and the staff considers for next year. And, I don't know. Maybe the magic number is depending on how their season's going, of course, because you know it's always relative to that. But maybe that magic number for him next year is 58 or 57, and sub 60 if Vladar plays the way he can and if the team continues to play the way they did in the regular season. But I think this begs. A, I, I notice you're you're avoiding a question because you probably you know, stop. You probably are eating my favorite. Old Dutch ketchup chips out there right now, but don't worry, I'm not envious because we have some in the pantry. But, uh, but you're avoiding a you're avoiding a, t- a topic of conversation for all Albertans, especially with with what may happen with the Flames. Is that Johnny Gaudreau's last game as a member of the Flames? Soft. Well, this th- this shows. That's co- a big question.
0: This show, you know, it's funny. I was listening to the Calgary post game show and they did a real good job. Uh, Pat Steinberg did a good yeah. job on that show last night, um, and. I, I hate shows like that. You know, I hate the, yeah. and, and we've had wait, we've had so many years where we've been doing the death knell from March on. Of and, course. You know, and of last course. year against Winnipeg, you know, three games lost in overtime, and nobody wanted to hear it. And uh, But it is, for me, Matthew Kachuk helped jumpstart the Battle of Alberta. And then they got oh, Goodrow. And then they got Goodrow. Well, they got like twenty-seven million dollars in cap space. They can get both those guys signed. They got to sign RFA's yeah. uh, Mangiapane and Shillington as well. I don't. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. We had Eric Francis on yesterday, and he doesn't think they'll both be back. And in fact, if I don't either. You don't think they'll? Okay. Yeah. And you think it'll be Goodrow that'll go? I think
1: it's. I think it's fifty-fifty as for who goes. But uh, I don't. I don't see. I'm with Eric. I don't see both them being back. And and either way, let's say if it's either one of them, that changes the dimension of the battle of Alberta big time in the oil's favor, because the oil just with obviously with Connor and Leon and Zach Hyman and the emergence of Yamamoto, which I heard you talking about and I agree with, just from the explosive offense, even though that top line was so so otherworldly for the Flames this year. It's a different dynamic if one of those two, if, if either Johnny Hockey or Matthew she Kach- is gone. I think that's a different dynamic, and I think that would be a huge benefit to the Oil for next year.
0: Yeah, you know, Kevin, those guys shot the lights out in the regular season. Uh, they played 88, oh, 88% of that line, played 88, 88% of their five-on-five time together. To contrast yeah. that, dry Settle played 25% of his five-on-five time with Connor McDavid okay and yeah. so they played yeah. all the time together and they basically shot when when those three guys were on the ice the Flames shot the puck yeah. at 13% we did and, and when McDavid was on the ice this year the orders were only at like at 8.2% 5v5 now they were at 11% right. the last two years and they had the league MVP if Connor was at 11% this year in the regular season he probably finishes with 12 to 15 more points well guess what happened in the playoffs Connors at like 16, Leon's at like 18%, and those three Flames guys are below 7.5%. I mean, you know what? They had some puck. The point I'm making is they had some puck luck go their way, and the Oilers had some puck luck go their way in this series. And uh, that's the nature of short-term, short sample size. Stuff like that happens, Kevin. Oh,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. And, you know, there's ebbs and flows. There's trends. I mean, look, man, I've seen Chris Kreider how many times this year. Bob Coles, I'll be at the game tomorrow at the Garden for game six. And he looks like the last couple of games, I think he only had three shots on goal the last couple of games as a net front guy that scored 52. Yeah. Only the fourth in, league, in Ranger history to score 50-plus goals. You know what I mean? So I, I, it just shifts sometimes. Sometimes things shift. And I think for the Oil, that's why I was saying, especially in the latter stages on your show here, as long as they keep and continue trending the right direction, you got to go back and look at when the baton, when the baton rather was handed off to, to Jay Woodcroft, right? And, and look at the progression. Look at the progression. All those numbers that you talked about, I know you studied them and you're diligent, and you know how much those numbers, those metrics have changed with a oh, huge yeah. uptick in the favor of the Oilers across all, all, all numbers, Right.
0: Even the last three games of the series, Calgary were the better team 5-on-5 five five in Game 1 and Game 2. The Oilers were the better team 5 e 5 games 3, 4, and 5. They had the higher percentage goal share in those games. Uh, absolutely. And I, I do want to circle back to Jay for one more thing, and I'm gonna, I've discussed it with Louie earlier today. Kevin Weeks joining us from the NHL Network for Canadian Power Pack. I'm going to discuss it with Spec. I believe yeah. that the way to communicate to people today... Uh, I believe some of the resiliency that the Oilers had as a team has come from Jay Woodcroft. His teams in Bakersfield were resilient. He believes in his players. He says he believes in his players' immediate availabilities. He doesn't sit there and go yeah. old school and and denig- not not denigrate, but give the impression. Know exactly you, you know where I'm going here, right? So hit on it, Kevin. 100%. You agree with this? Uh, listen, I,
1: col- I totally agree. Yesterday... I had four shows at ESPN F J. okay, four. And I literally drove up earlier and got there and was asked by one of our top producers in the building at ESPN who handles E60, a lot of those documentaries that you see, uh, 30 for 30 and all that, and he oversees our studio stuff for the NHL and ESPN. And he brought me in, and, and we were speaking to the staff and some of the creatives and the producers and stuff about that very point and teamwork best practices and things of that nature and as i always say and as i say in any of my interviews that i've had with clubs it all comes down to people we're in the people business nailed it Uh, believe me like you have to have the ability to relate with relate to connect with um with people you have to know how to elevate them you have to know how to motivate them in ways that are empowering you have to let people know that you care it it is you're right It's it's a different time where that's concerned and you know in this contemporary time somebody jay woodcroft knows that and he's learned enough along the way from good people that he's been around like Todd mcclellan among others as you know and they've helped him but but woody has that unique innate ability to be able to relate and today's players are very different than players when i came in the league in certain ways and players you know even towards the end of my career they want immediate feedback They don't need to be or don't want to be embarrassed. You don't always have to threaten them that you're going to trade them. You don't always have to, as you say, belittle or devalue them to get them to play better or to work harder or to care more or to perform better. And Jay's done a masterful job at that so far. Outstanding. I'm glad you referenced it because he's done an outstanding job.
0: Kevin, great stuff. Appreciate your time. Touch base next week.
1: Anytime, buddy. Thanks for having me. And congrats to the Oil, man. Huge win for them. Great series.
0: There you go. That is Kevin Weeks from ESPN and the NHL Network. Future NHL president slash GM type role for him down the road. Uh, when we come back, the Orders Now Injury Report and back into the Orders Now Text Line, Ashley Flores Text Line, 7804960063. 123 in Edmonton, you're listening to Orders Now. Bob Stoffer with you. I wonder what's happening out of Brent Ridge 4 today, Brendan, because they got three or four Calgary's Flames fans. On their staff. One of the uh, smart Alex out there decided to stick a Calgary Flames sticker on the inside of, uh, uh, you know, on the gas cap with uh, the truck took me about uh, about an hour to get it off there. Uh, anyhow, uh, Brent Ridge Ford, uh, Uncle Milt was telling me, uh, customer service, ultra important, a, a good salesman will sell one truck, but a good service department will keep people coming back for years and years and years. And uh, they got a great service department out at Brent Ridge Ford in Wetasquin. They've just received their 11th President's Award winner from Ford for customer satisfaction. If you need maintenance or repairs in your vehicle, call Kevin, Margie, or Mike at 1-877-477-FORD. That's one 1-877- 877 4773673 and they are pumped up out at Brent Ridge for sure with the Oilers success here on to round 3 into the Western Conference final. We obviously don't know when it's going to start. Um into the orders. now injury report brought to you by James H Brown Injury Lawyers, unrivaled experience, unrivaled commitment, unrivaled results. Trent Brown, he was tough. He played through injuries uh, back in the days when he was a two-time CFL All-Star safety for the Edmonton Eskimos and uh, and be frank with you, uh Complete off-day today for the Edmonton Oilers. I wonder whether or not they contemplate having an off-day tomorrow. I guess time will tell in that regard. Uh, we know that uh, uh, McDavid looked a little bit gassed as that game was going on yesterday. We know Dreisaitl's played through injury. Starting to look a little bit better, but a high ankle sprain. I was talking to uh, a father of a prominent NHLer today. And he was just like, oh, man, I can't believe how good Dreisaitl's played, given the context of those injuries. So uh, there you go. Um, I think Kane's hurting a little bit, and we know Darnell Nurse as well. This text on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Bob, we, says the texter from Edmonton, Brendan, uh, we have the ability and willingness to adapt to the situation of players that can change their games when needed. Jay is a great pregame team prep coach, and yet the rare part is that he's a bench coach that has a pulse for the game and the bench in front of him. You don't see that very often. And case in point, last night, made the switch from Hyman to Kane. And all Zach Hyman did was go plus four, have a goal and two assists, and uh, help drive play uh, on that line throughout the course of the night. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Your favorite, Mark Spector. Sports back for the horses when we return on orders
1: Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.